All right, let's get back to the subject of the writer. What is the, 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 the original feel of the writer? What uh, mechanisms should he consider, work on? Uh, the word should should never arise. Yeah. There is no such concept as should with regard to art or anything unless you specify. In other words, if you're trying to build a bridge, then you can say we should do this and we should do that with respect to getting a bridge built. But it doesn't float in a vacuum. I, my uh, feeling about art is that one very important aspect of art is that it makes people aware of what they know and don't know that they know. Now, this applies not only to all, uh, all uh, creative thinking. For example, people on the seacoast in the Middle Ages, they knew the earth was round. They believed the earth was flat because the church said so. Galileo says, <coughs> tells him the earth is round and nearly was burned at the stake for saying so. <coughs> Cezanne uh, shows people uh, what objects look at seen from a certain angle and in a certain light. And literally, people just thought he'd thrown paint on canvas. And uh, they attacked his, um, his canvases with umbrellas when they were first exhibited. Well, now no child would have any difficulty in seeing a Cezanne. That is, once the breakthrough is made, uh, there is a permanent expansion of awareness. But uh, there's always uh, a reaction of rage, of outrage, at the first breakthrough. Mm. And, uh, for example, Joyce then made people aware of their, their stream of consciousness, at least on one level, on a verbal level. And he was at first accused of being unintelligible. I don't think many people now would have any difficulty with Ulysses. <clears throat> no. So the artist then uh, expands awareness. And once the, uh, once the breakthrough is made, this becomes part of the, of the general awareness. You're listening to Integrity Radio. Learn self-correction at www.cfuzi.com. Listen to original music at soundcloud.com slash music for dogs. You can also follow Sifu underscore Z on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash sifu underscore z. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more here on Integrity Radio.
Yo, Integrity Radio, this is the Chad Sifu, and I was listening to your segments in regards to zealotry, religious zealotry of the campfire story, and Sentient Future was claiming to 
feel as if you were exposing a bias. Now, before we start accusing people of biases, I, I just got to say, um, how many biases does one religion have? There's a thought there. Because I know for certain, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, any religion you can name has a very long list of bias, opinions, and beliefs. Hey, the chat, Zifu. This is Z. And Terrence. Hi. And Rob. Hi. This is Chad. Oh. Come on. Hello, Chad. Yeah, that was the most un... What's the word? Un... <laughs> That's the word. I gotta tell you, man. Rob has been pulling out the super genius lately. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, his first word? Oh, I thought like when he started talking as talking a child. I th yeah, I thought he was like when he was a child. Is that when he was two, his first words were. <laughs> so anyway, Chad just busted out uh, some genius himself. He was talking about how uh, how this guy was accusing me of bias, and then how he's like, "What are you talking about? The the Buddhists and." The, Christians and all these other religions are heavily biased. It's exactly what they are is biased. So, uh, great point. Alright, Chad. Oh, Integrity Radio. There we go. <laughs> Wing Chun is simplicity that we often overlook. Save the date, PsyCon is returning to Las Vegas for 2017. Today, you turned on your computer or your phone and Facebook told you that vaccines are an evil government plot. Twitter told you the sun is revolving around a flat earth. And the House Science Committee told you that climate change is nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, up is down, true is false, Oceania has always been at war with East Asia, and dogs and cats may in fact be living together. Enough already. It's time once again for the forces of reason and science to come together. Time for critical thinkers to connect, learn from each other, and sharpen their skills. Time for the leading lights of skepticism to share their wisdom and rally the troops. It's time for PsyCon 2017, back in Las Vegas. October the 26th to the 29th, join luminaries such as James the Amazing Randy, Richard Dawkins, Eugenie Scott, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, Susan Gerbeck, Harriet Hall, Richard Wiseman, Carrie Poppy, Joe Nickel, and many, many more. The Master of Ceremonies is none other than George Harab. For the biggest Skeptics event of the year, returning triumphantly to the Excalibur Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, 
the City of Illusions, SciCon 2017 will be packed with fascinating talks and presentations, dazzling entertainment and fun social events with fellow skeptics. This October, get away from fake news and conspiracy theories filling up your news feeds at SciCon 2017, your alternative to alternative facts. For more information, visit www.csiconference.org. Hi, Unfiltered Radio. This is Z. You called to make a statement that there is a God. Now, if you were to call my station and say, I believe in God and I put my faith in God, there would be no argument. I would fight for your right to believe. But when you make a statement that there is a God and then offer no proof, then all your being is an authoritative asshole. And I use the term asshole very respectfully. If you listen to today's show carefully, my children will explain this to you very succinctly. A wise believer doesn't claim to have proof, only faith. The spiritual camp does not get to steal the words and the meanings of the scientific camp. You don't get away with not studying quantum physics and mathematics and then connect the findings of those sciences to your philosophy of God. You don't just get to say the word theory and the word just. There is no such thing as just a theory. Theories are facts. God is not a fact, nor is God a theory. God is a hypothesis and an idea. And if you have faith and belief in that idea, there is no argument. It might be a bad idea, but your belief and faith in that idea cannot be argued. No more than I can argue with you if you liked chocolate ice cream, when we all know that vanilla ice cream is better. So I'll ask you the question that my dad always asks. Which God? I'll ask you the first cause argument. Who created God? And of course, my favorite retort, your assumption that I don't believe in God may be flawed. I didn't say I didn't believe in the existence of God. All I'm saying is I don't believe in her. Now, if you actually have some sort of proof, I would love to hear it. But if you have no proof, you'll have to huddle with all the others that believe and have faith and trust in the same thing that you have. Revel in that because the frustration of running around 
and simply stating that something exists without any evidence is much like the little boy who cries wolf. You're not saying anything that's true and you're not saying anything that's helpful. I feel like this self-disenfranchisement is fatal to society, to civilization. That's why I'm posting this segment. I think it's important. Yes, you can blow this off as the same old drivel. But I, I agree with Randy that I think people mean well. We have to help them to accomplish their goal. Working hard to understand is the key. I'm not criticizing your belief. I'm criticizing your understanding and your ability to understand. Recognizing the flaws in your thinking are vital. You have to acknowledge the problem before you can fix the problem, before you can improve, before you can move on, before you can progress. And if you really love God, then for God's sake, come up with a better argument for the existence and proof of God. This is what I would call a dangerous waste of time. If I don't understand you, I'm going to hell, right? Well, I contend if you don't understand me that every man, woman, and child is going to get wiped off the face of the planet. Integrity Radio. I made this analogy with the kids and uh, we didn't get to record it, so I think I'll repeat it again. Um, science is like a line. Yeah, think of the first caveman that drew the first line with a stick in the dirt. And that was the first line. And then over time, the line got more refined. He got a stick and measured the line out. It wasn't a perfect line, but it was better than the first line. Then he found, or even made, a flat stick. And the line got even more refined. Then he found something even better to draw with. And that line got even more refined. And each time that line got refined, it didn't discount or disqualify the first line. See, that's kind of how science is. You know, they come up with theories, and then the theories aren't disproven. Theories are simply refined. You see, this is the scientific approach. It's part of the scientific approach. That and, you know, peer review repeated experiments all right if you're standing you might want to sit down for this because with all this talk of a line with all the things we have done with the line with all the technology and the advancements that came about with our refinement of the line the line does not exist in nature all lines are just segments of a great arc. Now, when you free your mind enough to be able to think and comprehend in this manner, I think it's so much more fascinating. 
and I don't feel as if there's such a blurred line between ideas or ideals and function.